Hey, good morning. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are today. We're having a great day. It's a beautiful day here in the state of Tennessee. I want to give a shout out today to my older sister who has a birthday today. I won't tell you how old she is, but she's older than I am. <laughs> so happy birthday, sis. Hey, this morning I want to talk to you about uh, where is Christ in the midst of this crisis? I've seen that uh, posted in several places. People asking the question, where is Christ in the midst of this uh, global pandemic and this crisis that we're facing? And uh, I want to invite you to the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation chapter 5. I'm going to tell you exactly where Jesus is in the midst of this crisis. So if you'll join me in the reading of God's Word, Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. Uh, the Bible says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Now, you know, when I read that, first thing that comes to my mind is God has a plan. God has a plan. He always has a plan. He, I've said this before. And others have said it, so it's not new. God was not caught off guard by this pandemic. Not at all. But what I do know is God has a plan for all of us. He has a plan for creation, and that includes the earth and everything in it, and all the people and all the animals. God has a plan. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven on earth <clears throat> or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. I would tell everybody listening this morning, Don't weep. Don't weep. Do not weep. Jesus is still alive. He always has been alive. He is alive. He always will be alive. He's, he's right where He's always been, doing what He's always been doing. And that's what one of the elders said, don't weep. The line of the tribe of Judah has got this. The root of David has got this. He's taking care of this. He's able to open the scrolls and the seven seals. Now I'm not implying that the pandemic is a part of the end times. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is in the midst of this pandemic, we can look to Christ and see that he's right where he's supposed to be. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain standing in the center of the throne, encircled by four living creatures and the elders. There's Jesus. He's looking like he'd been slain, and he was slain. He was slain for my sins, and he was slain for your sins. He was slain for the sins of the world. He shed his blood for our sins. He died so that we might could live, and I hope you're trusting in him today. The four living creatures were around him. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out to the earth. He came and took the scroll, his right hand from him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Once again, another beautiful scripture here. Every prayer you pray, Listen, every prayer you pray makes it past the ceiling. I know we've used that phrase before. My prayers didn't get past the ceiling. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because Jesus is just right here. He's listening to everything we say. He hears our heart before we even pray. 
even knows what we're going to pray. But apparently when our prayers are prayed out loud or, or in our heart or in our mind, when we do pray our prayers, they become incense before God. They become an offering. That's what that means. They become an offering for God. Every prayer you've ever prayed is an offering before God. Think about God sitting on His throne and people walk, walking in, not people, but maybe angels or something, walking in and, and putting offerings before Him. And they say, here's, here's all the prayers that, Jesus, that Jim prayed today. Here's all the prayers that Tanya prayed today. And, and they start pouring these prayers out before the Lord as, uh, as an offering before Him. That's what your prayers are. Never, ever doubt your prayers. Always pray. Pray hard, pray soft, pray loud, pray quiet. Just pray. And then they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. In other words, Jesus died for all of us. He died for the sins of the world, right? You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. And there are quite a few passages that talk about believers being priests and we call it the priesthood of believers which means that we don't have to go through anybody to get to God you don't have to go through a pastor or a priest a pope a bishop a cardinal you don't have to go through anybody to talk directly to God just start talking to him and he's made us a kingdom of priests where we're all we all serve God in a in a worship capacity and we all serve God in in a in a, in a witnessing capacity. We're all ministers and missionaries before God. We all serve Him. Those of us who are trusting in Jesus. You've made them be a kingdom of priests to God to serve Him, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands times ten thousands. That's a lot of thousands, right? You know, there's millions and billions and trillions. And my granddaughter says when she was little, there were thrillions Thrillions. And so I'm going to say they were a thrillion angels, right? They encircled the throne, the living creatures, and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and on the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing <clears throat> to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The full living creature said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped Jesus. So where is Jesus in the midst of this crisis? He's right here. He's right here. He's right where he's always been. Worthy of honor and praise and glory and power and majesty. He's right where he's always been. And he will be there tomorrow and the next day and and next week and next year and 20 years from now it's going to still be right where he's supposed to be. So I want to give you four words of encouragement from this scripture. Uh, the first thing is Jesus is the creator of the universe. It says in Colossians 1 verse 16 he created all things. He created it for himself. He created all things and he holds all things together. So when we think about what's going on in our world whether it's uh, a plague of locusts, uh, floods, pandemic, tornadoes, all these things that impact our lives. You just know that Jesus is the creator of the universe. He created it. He's holding it together. 
He hasn't changed. In the beginning was God, and in the beginning He created the heavens and the earth. When they were without form and void, He made them. Jesus is the creator of the universe. The second thing is, Jesus is the center of all history. Jesus is the center of all history. This pandemic is not the center of all history. A hundred years from now, it'll be in the record books, and we'll look back and talk about what all of our politicians did and government leaders did <clears throat> all around the world. Uh, we'll look at who argued, and we'll look at all the trillions of dollars of bailout money in America and around the world, and there'll be stories written about that, just like there were stories written about the flu back in 1918, and the flu before that and the one before that. This is not the center of the universe. This virus is. Jesus is the center of the universe. He's the finished work. He finished the work on the cross. <clears throat> he is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. He's the center of all history. The third thing, Jesus is the circumference of all of life. He's the circumference of all of life. Jesus says of himself, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. Before you were conceived, Jesus was a bracket on this side of you. When this earth suit ends, when you jettison this earth suit and you take on your heavenly suit, Jesus is going to be the bracket on the other side of that. He's the circumference of all of your life. He created you a spirit sometime in the past. He will sustain that spirit forever and ever in the future. He is the circumference of it. He surrounds all of us. Never doubt in your heart that, that you have left the circumference of Christ. If you're trusting in Him as your Lord and Savior, He's around you always. He's the hedge of protection around you. Whatever metaphor you want to use, He's that. You're in the ship with Him, He's the ship. You're in the car with Him, He's the car. Jesus is the circumference of your life. You can't outrun Him. You can't outlive Him. He's there. He always will be there. And then the fourth thing is, Jesus is the caretaker of your soul. He's the caretaker of your soul. Psalm 139 talks about we're fearfully and wonderfully made. <clears throat> but it says, no matter where I go, no matter where I find myself, I find Jesus there and He's willing to take care of me. Jesus said, cast all your care on me before I, before I care on you, before I care for you. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is, is light and easy. Get rid of your burden and and trust me instead. Jesus is the caretaker of your soul. He's the creator of the universe. He's the center of all history. He's the circumference of your life. And He's the caretaker of your soul. In a world that's kind of gone crazy, and may get crazier still, we can trust in Christ. We can trust that He is where He is, doing what He's supposed to be doing at the right time, the right way, in the right place. We can trust that He's working all things out for those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose, because He loves us. So this morning, I just want to encourage you, trust Jesus, trust Jesus. Don't give up, don't give in, don't give in to fear. Trust Jesus. He loves you, He cares for you. He will be with you forever and always. Hey, thanks for watching, and I hope you have a blessed day today. Thank you.